welcome to TMI Tuesday. Today, I am here with my friend Jeremy, who reached out about um, one of my previous episodes about me babbling on and on about addiction and not drinking. <laughs> welcome to the show, Jeremy. Thank you. So, um, you know what's funny? Where did we meet? At a bar. At a bar. At filming <laughs> with us in Portland. We met at fucking... That's you can curse. Oh that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we met at the Standard, where I met... Oh, Almost, I mean, I was actually just there this weekend too. It's weird going to bars and not drinking, but I'm getting, it's getting more and more normal for me now. Yeah, uh, like I met a lot of people I knew in Portland at the Standard. I think that was just the go-to spot, even before I lived in Portland proper. Well, you're not missing anything now. Every time I go, I mean, I went to a birthday party there, so like I knew almost everyone there and it was really fun. But now when I just randomly go, I don't really know anyone except sometimes the bartenders. So it's just not... We were there for the good time where we knew everyone and now everyone has just kind of moved away or found a new place or wants to save money. <laughs> Definitely noticed that I went there when I was out for a friend's wedding in like summer, not last summer, but the summer prior. And it was just, I went in and I recognized a couple of the staff, but all the people that were there, it's just like, I don't see a single regular no, no, it kind of sucks. You got to like meet, plan to meet up. You can't just show up like the good old days. Uh, so um, did you recently quit drinking or are you just taking a break? I kind of like, I went on a break because I was taking Chantix to stop smoking uh, probably about a year and a half ago. And I have zero side effects of Chantix so long as I don't drink at all. So like whatever, so I just won't drink. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I went through the Chantix prescription three or four months, however long, and afterwards it's just like, I still really don't feel like drinking. Let's just see how long this goes. And just kind oh, of that's kind of cool. It's, like a, it's like a dual purpose. <laughs> yeah, it was just like no pressure on whether I did or didn't, but it's just like, I don't really care. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where I, I mean, I did it for health reasons because I want to see if it knocks my blood sugar back in normal range. It's only like one point into prediabetes, but I've tried everything else. So it was kind of like, why not? But I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I can drink if I want to. I'm going to take six months off for sure, but I'm just kind of like, do I want to do another six months and just go for a year and see what happens? Or do I want to try drinking and see if I feel like doing it anymore? Like, I don't, yeah, I'm kind of. Yeah, for me, I just kind of found it's like I would let myself drink here and there, and I just started paying attention to kind of like with smoking where I convinced myself it was like this relief and like scratching this itch, whatever, but I just paid attention to what it actually made me feel like when I did it. I was like, oh, I actually don't like this. And I was just noticing going that long without alcohol, just sinus, congestion oh yeah floating in my stomach and just some stuff just made me feel really I don't know like hot flashy and it would take super moderate amounts of alcohol like I really started noticing just but I don't know I just must not have noticed it before because it's such a common part of my life I just didn't notice the weird effect on it on its own Absolutely. I know, like, because I've been taking January off for a long time now. I mean, I say a long time, probably like five years, but 
every time February would come, I'd be like, do I want to go back to drinking now that I've like gotten kind of used to not drinking? And like the first couple drinks usually in February, I would just be like, this feels weird. And like, do I like this feeling? It always took me like a little bit to get back into it. And I don't know why I didn't just stop there of being like, you know what? I don't really like this. It's just so um, normal and so like almost pushed on you <laughs> to like join in and drink and like you know if I do have a drink again then I'm gonna have to go through the whole like oh are you drinking or aren't you drinking conversations in the future and I don't know I feel like it's becoming more normal for people to like not drink but uh, I've actually read some articles lately that kind of echoed that, where like younger generations are just kind of tired of every function having to revolve around alcohol and having alcohol alternatives, which was what I loved about living in Minneapolis and St. Paul in the early 2000s was coffee shops were open really similar to bar hours, so you had yeah. alternatives. So I chose coffee shops more than bars when I was in my early 20s because it was just less drama and it was cheaper. Yeah, and diners and stuff. When I was younger, like before drinking age, we would hang out in diners all the time. Yeah, the 24-hour diners at the smoking section. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I noticed, like, I still, like, at least with cigarettes now, like, I'm really, I can notice, like, the actual taste of it without my mind building it up into something it wasn't. But with alcohol, it still tastes just as good as it did to me before. It's just, I'm noticing the minute effect on me, and... I had gone for quite a while where I only drank on nights I didn't work, so it was just the weekend. Right. That was still enough routine, I guess, where I didn't notice these effects. Yeah. Um, I only really miss wine, and I really notice it in, like, everything I'm watching. Like, every time they go to a fancy restaurant and there's a glass of wine, it's always, like, right in the foreground. And I'm like, God, I do miss wine. But, like, everything else, I'm just kind of like... Eh, like, um, I really like hopped water, so that kind of, like, quenches my thirst for beer, which I wasn't a huge beer drinker anymore anyway. Um, I've had some fake champagne that I thought was actually pretty good, and mocktails are good enough for me. I'm not a big cocktail drinker anyway, and um, they taste better without alcohol, but, yeah, there's no, there's really no wine replacement. Yeah, the wine there really isn't, because, like, you know, I like beer... I do like beer, but like, I don't know. Wine I do really miss, but that was one now where I even I have a half a glass of red and I'm just like stuffy and I feel flushed and it feels like I'm getting a fever. I don't know. I wonder like, if you developed like an allergy or something to it. Noticing how sensitive I was to it all along. It's just it was a normal enough part of my diet before where I didn't notice it. Oh, true. That is so but, weird. Yeah, like, you know, I think what I miss is I really like gin drinks and not super fussy complicated. It was just like a good gin and tonic or, you know, it's kind of like a more basic drink. Yeah. Have you tried any of the like fake um, alcohols? No, I haven't. I've, I just, I don't know. I, I haven't taken that step. It would be nice to kind of figure out some kind of basic mixed drink type mocktail because I've had some non-alcoholic beers that actually scratched the itch to me. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard that they're like really good and like some of them you have to like check the package a few times to make sure you bought the right thing. 
Yeah, there's some that are really good. I did have one that, like, I stopped in at, like, a local restaurant, and it's like, oh, we got this new NA um, in bottles if you want to try it. And it's like, it's, it's gotten really good reviews, and I take a sip of it, and I'm just sitting there, and he goes, you got that look on your face. What? I'm like, it tastes like a refrigerated, fizzy, liquid sweet potato fry. This is really weird. I don't like it. <laughs> that is strange. <laughs> It goes, it does taste like a fucking liquefied sweet potato fry. What the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds really good to me. <laughs> They're either really decent or really bad, but I'm also a huge fan of ginger beer and just like sparkling water anyway. Like, yes, I love ginger beer. That kind of scratches that itch for me too. Yeah, it's hard to find, like, um, I just drink CBD sodas because it tends to be like the non-alcoholic drink that most places have. Um, but it's just, um, not really the same, but I do at least feel like I'm having, I can't just drink water or like club soda. That's so, it just feels so like not a, not a treat. <laughs> yeah. So you still want to have this, you know, I still do like going to some breweries around me and all that. Cause they also have really good food too. And they don't just have beer. They do, you know, they will have like sparkling water or something else I can drink. Yeah. But, it's, hard, it's hard to find places cause, uh, I don't mind going to the bar and having a few non-alcoholic drinks, but it gets real lame with some people real fast. Yeah. I think that's one of my big worries with all that too, where it was just like, I was just worried about how my friends would react. Are they not going to want to invite me out as much because I'm not drinking because I'm either going to be more boring or they'll feel like they have to be on the same boat when yeah. like, don't want them to feel like that you know you do your thing but I don't know I've been kind of worried about that getting weird but then also it's like oh I'm kind of backing away anyway because I don't want to make them feel weird so now I'm just not really around at all yeah that's either not smoking kind of um changed my friend group a lot and I didn't expect that um but not set like sitting out on the patio and chain smoking like I didn't realize I was doing all the time I was just kind of like oh those people are still there but I don't want to be out there so yeah and it's like now I can actually understand that too or it's just like the non-smokers like oh man could it just be a part of the patio where this wasn't allowed it's like oh I get that now because even when somebody's sitting 25 feet away you're gonna smell it oh yeah yeah I know and it always blows like directly into my face <laughs> And now I, I find it really gross when before, for some reason, you know, I, it was like, I loved the smell of smoke before. I mean, I just, I always loved the smell of it. And now I like cannot stand, it reminds me of like, I've always hated cigar smoke and it's kind of on the same level now for me. And it makes my like sinuses hurt. And I just can't imagine smoking anymore now that I've gone, like, I think it's four or five years. I can't remember. Yeah, I did have a little bit of like a about a month long relapse, like in between ending my last job and starting the one I'm at, where I just you know used stress as an excuse to cave in. Oh yeah. And I never back up to how much I was smoking before. You know, still only having a few a day and all that, and I managed to get that back under control. And just my friend sent me a book actually that really helps, where it kind of helps you pay attention to how you were brainwashed and like reward behavior even when you're quitting, how you're rewarding yourself for more time between cigarettes and just like different ways to think about it that actually really help. Yeah, I've heard that there's a book that a lot that has helped a lot of people quit and you don't um, quit before you start reading it like you're smoking while you're reading it, right? Yeah, it's like 
cut down because then you're going to trigger reward behavior or whatever. Just smoke when you want to smoke. Yeah, I just I ended up not liking it. Like I even my last one, I was like not enjoying it. Yeah, and it just really helped me pay attention to the actual experience, and that's where I started to kind of pay attention to that with alcohol too. Where like like I say with alcohol, the flavors are all still enjoyable. It's just what I'm feeling my body react to is what's not enjoyable. I think as we're getting older too, that our bodies are changing and it's not like we just can't take the abuse that we used to be able to. Yeah. Cause it's like, I had even thought too before, I was like, well, I'm not, you know, I didn't really consider myself a heavy drinker or anything because I didn't smoke or I didn't drink on work nights. I just kept it to the weekend. But then it was like, it's, still really habitual behavior where as soon as I have a day off I wake up it's like all right where am I going to go drinking today yeah and I had that too of like as soon as like work was done I was like oh I can have a drink and it was just kind of like once I stopped doing that I was like what do I what do I do with myself that signals I'm relaxing yeah um for me my biggest trouble with not smoking too was like you had it built into your head that having a cigarette is kind of your reset button yeah it's great time. Smoking because I just wanted another cigarette. It has nothing to do with the events around me. As soon as I'm done with the cigarette, I'm so stressed out about everything else. I just had a cigarette. It was like all I did was take care of that craving, and that's it. Yeah. I think that. it took me like three years of trying to quit smoking. Like it took me a really long time. It was really hard. Like I, I think that's why I hate it so much because I just associate it with like how hard it was for me to stop doing that because I just kept like there was always an excuse to just have one because like oh someone died like who cares life is short and like I don't want to like a bunch of dumb excuses (laughs) you're looking for a reason to relapse because it's still it's just like and I guess like nicotine works its way out of your system relatively quickly right after like three days it's basically out of your system really Oh, yeah, it's more so just that demon that just the habitual demon at the back of your head. Just like, oh, hey, you want this. And it's so acceptable. Like, I can't imagine how people used to quit, like, back when it was acceptable to smoke, like, everywhere. That must have been, I guess no one did. They just continued to do it because it was, like, not, everyone was like, oh, it's healthy to smoke. Oh, yeah, it was just like, I didn't even know parents telling me about You'd see cigarette ads at doctor's offices sometimes. Like, what? <laughs> so crazy. But, yeah, it's so I don't know. Up, too. Like, how how they, like, push cigarettes on us and then we're like, no, stop doing it. It's bad. It's like, you started this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's like, do they really want us to? Because it's still generating billions for in taxes and all that. It's like, do you really want us to? <laughs> it's true, f- for sure. And like now vaping too like I did use vaping to quit and I don't know if I would have been able to like fully quit if I didn't use a vape but I didn't just vape instead of smoked it was just like if I got to a point where I was like I'm gonna cave and have a cigarette I would just vape instead and that had enough nicotine in it that I was like okay I feel okay now um thankfully I didn't continue to vape because I just felt like such a douche doing it it was like embarrassing (laughs) I don't know was one I just couldn't get on because I'm just like, if I'm going to quit smoking, I don't want to replace it to a vice that has the same delivery method and I'm still 
not doing anything about the nicotine so much. And like, I tried it for a hot minute. It was like, nope, because I can be in my apartment puffing on this fucking vape. And not yeah. even know what I've done by, and I've done it nonstop because it doesn't stink. Right. I'm used but we don't really know, like, the long-term effects of it, like, as much as we do. Yeah, that's so new. It's like, there's no way there's not a bunch of fucking chemicals in there. It's like, at least cigarettes, it's the demon we know. Right, right. But, but yeah, it's just kind of like, I don't want to replace it with the same kind of thing. I mean, it's still all oh. this effort and all this brain space of, like, oh, it's time to ha- time to smoke. It's time to, it's just... And I realized um, recently not drinking, I realized that like, I didn't realize how much drinking was, there was like all this extra stress as well of like, um, oh God, did I say something stupid? Or like, did I say what I was thinking out loud, which was super offensive? Or like, did I get kicked out of that bar? Did I not tip enough? Cause I was drunk and I already suck at math on like, regular level <laughs> um so like all that stress i like don't have to worry about that kind of stuff anymore which is nice yeah but it is like not having to wake up and wonder like god did i do or say anything because if you just wake up with this knowing it's like you, your <sighs> brain figured it out but it's like something happened and i need to figure out what yeah and you have this like vague memory and what happens with me is i remember thinking things and like i know sometimes when i'm really drunk i don't just think them like i'll say them out loud like i don't have that like you probably shouldn't say that stuff like that that is like whatever and it just blurts out and then i'm like do i have any friends left like how did last night go uh, I, i've had it happen it was like one of the last times i drank enough to get a buzz like a few months back it just caused a huge blowout with a dear friend of mine and i and you know, like we were talking about something, something banal like taxes or whatever, and you know, like, uh, it's like just kind of a boring and boring yet frustrating topic because we're drinking and we haven't seen each other in a while. We're talking about taxes. Good you know, times. And then for some reason, she was just like wagging her finger in my face, like, no, no, what? And like, want to continue this conversation. And what? it just rubbed so much the wrong way that I intentionally said stuff that I didn't actually feel just because I knew it would make her really really mad and I didn't feel like she was respecting my boundaries so why should I respect hers oh no behavior <laughs> and it was just like you know we we talked about it you know afterward whatever but it was just like I just fell back into a corner and like but I want to change the subject to something that was you know more pleasant to talk about than taxes when we're drinking I haven't seen each other in a while and it was getting heated anyway for some reason yeah and it's so hard it, like you just when you're drinking, your brain isn't like, you can't just rationalize and be like, I don't want to talk about this right now. <laughs> yeah, and I was even saying that, I was just like, let's just change the subject, we're drinking, whatever, and like, just the finger in my face and the no was just like, okay, now I'm just going to say things to piss you off as much as I can, because fuck you for that. Yeah, it becomes like a competition, and then it's like a new game. Yeah, it was just like, okay, no, I don't, I, I don't like that, so, and I've, drank a few times here and there like even last weekend I did a little bit and it still was just like the next day I was like all right I just felt off I didn't feel sick or whatever but it was like my body I could just feel it's like it has something in it it doesn't want so I made myself go out and hike like five miles so you can feel it just from a few two uh, yeah even just like one or two beers and I'll really feel it in my sinuses and I feel like bloated or like even my stomach will like have like a painful pressure 
I feel like that's how I feel like I'm going to be extra sensitive to, to like all of it now that I haven't um, just because I feel like I, I, I didn't realize how much extra anxiety it was causing me until I stopped doing it. So like now I feel like it's going to be like intensified when I indulge again, if I do, if I decide to. What I noticed too, is if I, you know, end up with a buzz or drunk or whatever, since I kind of really cut back so drastically is it leads, I noticed, I was just like, I just fall into like a really deep depression for like a few days. Yeah. I've felt the same way. I was like, okay, so even if there isn't a situation that happened to make me wonder or I didn't even do anything, like I just hung out with a friend and we hung out and we got a little bit of a buzz and then, you know, I crashed there for the night, went home the next morning sober, it's all good. It's still just my mental health would kind of nosedive for a couple days after a buzz. Yeah, that sucks. And I think I think it always probably had and we just didn't notice because that was like our regular especially I mean I used to go to the bar every day after work and then drink until I had to get up and then go to work and then all day at work I was just waiting to get off work so I could go back to the bar um and I think that like I was just constantly hung over and drunk and never like really sober yeah um, for me like I say generally on work nights I was pretty good it wasn't super often I did yeah that's true but myself I just did it I still think it was like, even though it was, you know, maybe three days a week out of the seven, it was still with such volume. I wasn't noticing all the effects it was having on me that I notice now. I'm also noticing that, like, I, I'm getting, like, I feel like my friend time is so much better, even though I'm like, because I'm kind of forced to, like, ask people to do stuff that's different because I don't want to just sit at the bar because it's boring when I'm not drinking. So I feel like I'm like getting more quality time with friends that I didn't before. Yeah, definitely. Even just like going over to their houses or whatever. And it's just, that's not a centerpiece of it. It's just the quality of time is better. And just, yeah, like the activities just help me kind of get some people out on hiking trails a little bit more and, even just meeting up for tea or coffee instead and just having like a really good conversation about what we've been reading or something. Yeah. You know, it's, nice. It's a lot topic. too. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. It's just the quality of it is just so much different too. Or even if you are just sitting around like talking to people, it's just more stimulating. And I don't know, it just feels like it has a little bit more depth. Yeah, I could see that. It feels like more like it. it's not just we're killing time drinking together and like having conversations that we're not going to remember about bullshit or talking shit on people. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, too, is you just notice how like it can just turn to a big gossip fest and it's so much less of an issue when you're not doing, you know, when you're not drinking and- you have a better grasp on, like, when to just shut it. And, you know, I feel like your ego doesn't come out to play as violently. Right. Like, I barely have a degree of when to shut it sober. So when I'm drinking, it's like, really, <laughs> there's no there's no telling when to shut it. Yeah, that's, that's my whole problem, too. It's like, I'll be in a good mood, but if something rubs me the slightest wrong way, then, like, it's, I'm just going to Hiroshima the fuck out of this conversation. Like, I'm just going for <laughs> 
And it totally does like intensify whatever. Like if you're like a little bit sad and then you start drinking, you're like really sad or even like a little bit mad, then you're like really mad. Yeah. It's, know, it's like, I've, I'm so scared. It's like, Oh God, am I going to be like that preachy sober asshole, whatever. But it's like, I just don't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's very weird. Cause it's just, I don't have a lot of like, I actually do have a lot of friends that quit drinking that aren't like preachy assholes at all, or we probably wouldn't be friends anymore. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of like, I want to be like, come join me and and not drink. It's actually pretty great, but I also don't want to be the preachy asshole. <laughs> yeah, like I've even talked to a few friends lately too. Her, you know, a couple of them are just like realizing, like, yeah, we're alcoholics. Yeah, we just kind of let it slide because it was our quote unquote only thing. Whatever, just let me have this. Right. And right. And regrets too. It's like, oh, it's legal. Who cares? Yeah. Both of them decided, like, oh, shit, yeah, we're alcoholics and we're just covering up for shit. So they're both going into therapy and just, like, want to work on addressing the alcoholism thing. So it's, it's kind of cool. I'm seeing a lot of people around me come around to it. That is really cool. I still think there's a lot of friends that I can be around and just their normal style of drinking anyway is always just pretty moderate and just social and... I know. I'm jealous of those people. I want to be one of those people that can have, like, one and like be fine and not one anymore but i don't know if i can usually i can actually moderate the amount yeah it's just like then there'll be those times where i'm like yeah screw it i'm gonna have another whatever it's, it's easy for me to go either way either i'll be really good at keeping it in check or it's just yeah yeah that's no. kind of how i was i was really good at keeping it in check usually during the week i was pretty good at keeping it in check but then like on the weekends if i didn't have plans like the next morning or whatever it would just be like oh whatever and then after i have three it's like well i might as well have 10. yeah and then the yeah. next morning is like not fun it's just awful and then I'm like oh god I don't remember this or what did I say how did I get home did I walk did I walk the dog <laughs> uh, like I said even like not that long ago where I got to go with a friend for brunch and you know I didn't plan on drinking but ended up like okay I had I did end up having some mimosas and all that it was enough to give me a pretty good buzz and it was just like that was where I felt that fucking mental health nosedive for a few days and it was like, Oh, shit. Yeah, I really, if I am going to, I really need to just really try to keep it at just one or whatever. But it's so hard to do when you're in the setting. And I know. And it happens really fast. And brunch was definitely like, I actually kind of had to stop drinking at brunch just because of so many. It's just a day ruiner. I can't do anything really after I start drinking besides continuing drinking. <laughs> like nothing else gets done. I feel like brunch was made as an excuse for us to be alcoholics in the morning. Oh, for sure. For sure. Same football season. <laughs> it's like football is on, so obviously drinking beer is fine. Yeah, exactly. Okay, 10 a.m. is the new noon. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It's a weird thing. Do you think that you're going to continue just having drinks here and there, or... I think I'll still have them here and there, but it's definitely just going to be a thing where I'm going to try to exercise a lot more caution. Do you feel like you, you feel 
Do you feel like you feel worse after um, certain kinds of drinks or just alcohol in general? Um, they all have different effects on me. I don't know. Like I say, the beer makes me like feel flushed and kind of like bloated or like, you know, stomach aches, you know? No, well, that's... Wine makes me really stuffy. Just super, super stuffy. And I just feel warm, like overheated. And yeah, hard alcohol, it's weird. Like if I just have a gin and tonic or two or whatever, that's the one that has the least effect on me. No, oh, maybe that's, that's why you're thinking about it. Yeah, uh, it's like that's one I got to be the most careful with because it's the highest alcohol out of the big three, so to speak: beer, wine, and spirits. Yeah, yeah. I think that I probably miss wine because I'm cold all the time. <laughs> I miss being warm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I like being cool. I don't I don't like being hot or being sweaty. That's that's uncomfortable to me. And being cold, like I can just put on another hoodie and it'll be fine. I'm not. So I'm not really a coffee drinker. But I've ended up just kind of like having a coffee when I go out because it's just like something else to drink. And then I'll just like overdo it on the coffee, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sweaty and like amped up, and like I need to stop. <laughs> That's it's like the opposite time. of alcohol. Like I'm like way too awake and everyone else is getting sleepier and sleepier. That's where I just kind of figured out like, all right, maybe tea or just do like ginger beer or as I love to call it, static water. Just yeah, tea. ginger beer is a good one. Most bars will have it because they don't mix drinks with it and you can just order the ginger beer on its own. And they would have yeah. noticed too, like, where I do go out with them, and it's just like I'm not drinking. Luckily, I've found they're per- like they're not being weird or uncomfortable about it. Yeah, you know? I really like when bars have um, like hop water or something on tap, like or kombucha on tap, because it kind of looks like I'm having a drink, and then it's not as weird, and it feels like I'm having a drink when it's like in a bottle, and it's like obviously not alcoholic. It's I don't know why that's such a brain thing, because like. Is. It's just you kind of feel like part of it still, but in a way that's what you want to be now. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's nice when it's on tap because I feel like I'm doing the same thing I was doing. I just happen to not be getting drunk. Yeah, and I feel like luckily, like when I have gone out with friends and I didn't want to, it's like it didn't make them feel weird and it didn't make me feel weird. Like they didn't have to worry about, oh, I can't drink more. Is it okay if I drink? Or was like, I'm not your fucking dad. Like, do your yeah. thing. Yeah. And I'll tell you oh, when you're annoying. <laughs> fine. Do your thing. Like, I'm just going to have ginger beers and just hang out for a bit. Right. So I think yeah. it's been less of a problem than I was worried about it being so far. So that's been kind of nice. But that's good. I know it always, there's always like all this weird um, anxiety of like what's going to happen. And then it always, for me, it always goes like way smoother and no one gives a shit and no one even notices that I'm not drinking because they're drinking or whatever, or they don't care. It feels like they care, but they don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's definitely that is part of it. It's like building it up in our own heads to have it be worse. Because I think we've dealt with enough of those people too that we're really or like trying to like passively aggressively get you to come around so they weren't the only one in the friend group doing that and it's just like I'm fucking middle-aged 
take it or leave it. Yeah, and I've been the person that, like, didn't really want to, was like, oh, I feel weird drinking too much around this person because they're not drinking, so they're going to remember how shitty I am or something. And it's like, <laughs> that was obviously all self-reflection, like. They yeah, didn't... a lot of time it's, like, not wanting to face how much it's a problem, like, within yourself. Yeah, you want you want an enabler. You don't want somebody that's bettering themselves when you're treating your body like garbage. Um, there was always those times where I felt relief being around those people, even when I was never trying to cut back or anything. It, just, it gave me a reason in my own head to kind of tone it back a bit and exercise more restraint. But then I still didn't really feel like I had to confront how much I really should have changed. Yeah. I think getting older, a lot of us are starting to, um, I will, I mean, I'm definitely losing friends left and right. And it's just kind of like, all right, like, I've been treating my body like pretty badly most of my life. So it's probably time to start trying to maintain if I want to like, actually enjoy the rest of my life. I can't just keep putting poison in myself and expect to be okay. Yeah, I'm like, I had a physical for the job that I went to, and it was like my blood pressure was right at that edge of being okay, the high end of okay, and the low end of high blood pressure, and I had more of like a BMI index than I cared for, and it was just like the heaviest I've been. I was like, well, yeah, I'm in my mid-40s. Like, I got to nip this in the bud now. Like, be more physically active, find, you know, actually, you know, exercise better portion controls i've always been really bad about that with food it was like i have a good metabolism i'm going to beat the fuck out of it until it goes away <laughs> going oh i can't beat the fuck out of it anymore no that was me i was always so skinny and i ate whatever the hell i wanted and then i feel like it was like at 30 my body was like now we're just gonna like gain weight when you just look at food and it was like what the fuck but i'm glad that i ate all the food that i did when i could yeah and i just yeah, it's just actually started giving a shit about enjoying however much time there is left. Because it's like, I started drinking around 11 or 12, and I started smoking, like, you know, rebelling with your friends, probably around 13. But daily smoking when I was 17, like, where it was just, now it's a full-fledged everyday habit, and that was 1997. Wow. Yeah. I think I think it was around high school for me and that was the same. I graduated high school in ninety eight, so yeah, so did I. So I started my senior year like every day. It was already kind of like, you know, my friends and I were sneaking out to, you know, drink underage and this and that, whatever. We'd, you know, have our little cigarettes and whatever. So it wasn't like it was just part of being a rebel in the fucking early nineties, you know. And, Oh, well, it was so much. I mean, same with, like, drinking in bars before you were 21. Like, that was so much more fun than when you were allowed to do it. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Wisconsin, for letting me do that back in the day. <laughs> I don't think kids could do that anymore. My God, I do not think so. It's, yeah. There must be certain bars that don't care and word gets around until they get busted. But I feel like it was a lot easier when we did it. At least back in, like, that era in Wisconsin, if you were with a parent or legal guardian, you could, if you were, I forget what age you could, in, like, the bars. And oh, wow. I, my parents were sober. 
but my aunt wasn't, and we looked a lot alike. <laughs> She'd go out, and they would just think I was her kid, so I could drink. Oh wow! That's just in Wisconsin. It was just like, yeah, parent or guardian, you can you can drink with them. That's bizarre. I would probably be dating older men that more so than normal, but <laughs> I would have definitely took advantage of that. Calling them yeah. dad. <laughs> time for all that shit. I actually took, I stole my sister's um, expired license. My sister's four years older than me. And I would use that at bars. And um, I knew if they were looking at it for like a while that they could, that they saw where the expiration date was. But normally they didn't even look. They would just look at it and hand it back. And then I'd be like, all right, I'm in. Sweet. And my si- I could have gotten in big trouble for like stolen identity. Yeah. Nowadays, that would be a massive fine, jail time, whatever. Back then, it's like, fucking idiot. Give me your ID and you've got like parole for three months. I know. No one even took it from me either, even when they were like, this is expired or like, this isn't you. They gave it back to me. So I just kept using it. So crazy. But yeah, it was like from starting drinking and smoking at such a young age, it was like, I don't know. For me, it was like really once I hit 40 and was just like, I don't want to keep doing this because I see those people that are just lifers with it and they're in their 50s or 60s and just blown out from life. Yeah, or like, dead. But yeah, I don't want to be that. And it's just like, I want to preserve what I have left now. And like before, I was like, God, I was fucking nihilistic all those years. I know. Well, I didn't really expect to make it to 30. So kind of like making it 30, I was like, well, I'm still here. And I just kept going in the same kind of trajectory of like, whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, and then at 40, I was kind of like, man, I should probably start like, taking care of myself so similar to you yeah 40 was really when it kind of clicked in with me where it's just like all right i didn't think i'd live to my 40s considering all the crazy shit i did when i was younger it's like here i am and i'm not in bad health it's like it's really make or break it now like and i'm not even enjoying this shit so much anymore i'm not i just i feel like I don't know. I just I'm past the prime to do that anyway, and it's just not appealing. Yeah, and it kind of felt more like a habit, and not and like a kind of like a more of a hold holding me back from doing things than than it was fun. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah, that quote I sent you the other day, the other day, where the guy had said. Alcohol is the only drug where you have to justify not using it to people. And it's like, I never, I can't believe I never noticed that, but it really is true. It's like, you have to have all these stories and excuses when you don't want to in general. It's so true. I never really thought about that. Yeah, because a lot of times I'll have like my spiel prepared because yeah, I'm going to come up. You and know, people like, they'll argue else. with you about it too. Sometimes they're like, well, what's the big deal if you have one or like, um, why don't you just start like next week or next month or whatever? And it's like fucking really. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, I think it goes back to what we kind of touched on earlier too. Where it's just people not wanting to self-reflect on that and kind of not have to pay attention to what they know they need to change subconsciously. Yeah, and they don't like. Then you feel like you might be the Debbie Downer, and yeah. 
It's just like, I'm still a fucking snarky asshole. I just, you know, decided to be a little bit more in control of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I feel like I was wondering, like, um, because I definitely felt like I was like, oh, things are more dr- more fun when I'm drinking. I almost said that backwards. Um, more fun when I'm drinking. And I'm just kind of like now starting to realize, like, I can have a lot of fun without drinking. Maybe even more fun. And maybe I was just, like, associating the two. Like, when I get around, you know, a group of friends and I'm, we're all talking and having fun. Like, was it really the alcohol or was it just me having a good time with my friends? And I just happened to be drinking at the same time. But, like, I think a lot of it was, like hanging out with friends, not so much of I'm drinking. Yeah, it's kind of like, it kind of surprises me with myself of how long it kind of took me to notice that because as much as I love going to concerts, I've never liked drinking heavily at concerts because I'm there to see the show. I'm there to enjoy the band and the energy of the crowd and all that. Like, why did I never notice that I could apply that to other areas of life? That's true. Concerts. I didn't need alcohol to have a good time at concerts. I I have actually like wasted lots of concerts drinking too much and not remembering half the show or you know like I wish I would have adopted that earlier. But I used to have a similar thing with I used to snowboard a lot and um I never drank when I was snowboarding. I mean it seems obvious, but a lot of people will go into like the lodge and have some drinks and I like never did because I wanted that was my thing that I did that wasn't part of drinking. Same with yeah. kind of art. I don't really I never really drink or like smoke weed or anything when I'm making art because that's like my other thing that I like to do and I don't want to like combine those things. Yeah, I think it's probably at least still, especially with, like, art, you know that you're going to be at your best to deliver a product you're more proud of when you're running on full capacity. Yeah, like, I don't want to, like, tie one hand behind my back. Like, I feel like I'm, like, impeding myself if I'm dumbing myself down. Like, yeah, I want to be fully aware of what I'm doing. And maybe that's the same for you with, like, the concerts. Like, you don't want to miss anything. Oh, I'm paying all this money. I want to see the band. I can go anywhere and get drunk. Right. But I can't see this band, so I want to see them. And, of course, there were, you know, most of them I might have a drink or two just because I, you know, I don't want to be a cheap ass to the wait staff that are working these events either. So I would have, uh, you know, say I'd be at the Doug Fur for four hours I'd have a couple gin and tonics and then just get bottled water after that I loved that venue I'm sad that they closed or moved or whatever they did oh shit I loved that that was like the sound system was just the best yeah that was one of the last places I saw a concert um when COVID started it was like I was like looking around and I was like, I might be getting COVID right now. And then that was before the shutdown. But yeah, that's one, that was one of my favorite places. Yeah, that was, that was, I think my favorite music venue in town, just the intimacy of it and the sound quality. And there was kind of a weird stare situation though. Like you couldn't stand, I don't fucking know. There was a like, yeah, like, down to the lower area and there'd just be the row of people standing in front of the stairs all the time 
Yeah, it was just kind of weird in that way. But other than that, that was like one of my favorite places. And I didn't have any like columns that were like in the way. Yeah. You and. But. All right. I think I'm going to wrap it up. We've been babbling about alcohol for a long time, but um, it was really nice to talk to you about that. Yeah, it was. It's kind of nice to know, like you say, it's just like know that other people are going through the same thing, too. And it's just. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us are going through the same thing, but like privately because no one's really talking about it because you don't know who else is going through the same thing that you're going through. Yeah, you don't want to make people feel bad for just, you know, doing what they do. Like this was never about bashing alcohol or people that drink. It's just this is my experience right now. Yeah. I don't want to lose these friends or make them feel like they have to compromise who they are around me because I really don't want to do that particular thing anymore when I don't want them to feel like that. Right. And it's not like we don't get it. Cause I definitely spent most of my life like that and I didn't want to stop. And, um, but yeah, I just don't, it's not working for me anymore. So, but it's weird navigating a new lifestyle at 40 something. Yeah. And that's part of why I left Chicago was just because it was such an alcohol centric city where it was like, that was where I was drinking almost, if not every day. So at least going okay. out to Oregon, felt like I could keep it to weekends and overall really did. I was going to say, aren't, aren't they all alcohol centric? Yeah, they all, when I look back, like, yeah, I guess for some reason, Oregon, I was able to do like detach a little bit more and like get better control over it. Maybe it was just the new scenery just gave me enough of like a sugar pill to myself to cut back. Yeah. And you were, and you moved, so you get to be, you get to start over, you get to be whoever you want to be. And if you move to a new city and you decide, I don't, I want to be somebody that doesn't drink as much, it's easier to do that then. Yeah. And it's kind of nice because the bartender in town at like a restaurant that I like, you know, when a person initially stopped drinking, goes, where the hell have you been? It's like, well, I'm on medication to quit smoking, so I don't want to drink because I have bad interactions. You don't have to fucking get a drink. He was at the restaurant too. I was like, come here, I'll mix you a, a mocktail or you can drink ginger beer or whatever. That's yeah. kind of nice in the it industry. Is. Come down here anyway. Like, who the fuck cares? I know. I know people that are like saying that they felt bad going to the bar and not drinking. And I was like, I think they're glad when people aren't drinking and not like wasted and, you know, like annoying because they're like the only people there that also aren't drinking. Yeah. It's just like we still had a lot of like, I still have a lot of really fun conversations with them too. So it's like, it's nice to know that, you know, sometimes even the bar staff like that, like, I'm still going to tip you. I'm still going to order shit. So. Yeah. It's just not as much. Yeah, it's weird. I'm definitely gonna, you'll have to come back on and we'll do like an update and hopefully like not both be wasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just kind of see like have like after so many months, like touch back in and just kind of see, did you decide on six more months? What have I decided to do and kind of what our experiences have been? Yeah, I watched like a YouTube video where this couple decided to quit drinking for a year and um I was obviously it was like just like clips of their year and um I was like relating to a lot of what they were going through and then after the year they were just kind of like I don't really want to go back to drinking um even though they drank a few times 
And then I was just kind of like, I want an update. I want to know what, like, did that continue? Like, what happened? So, yeah. You have, like, shoulder-length blonde hair that's pretty straight, and your husband was just kind of, like, gray, or, like, brown hair and beard. and Yes, I think so. In fucking video. (laughs) We're watching all the same stuff. That's so funny. (laughs) Our algorithms are just, like, popping it in. It's like, yep, you're going to watch this, too. Like, yo, I watched that, and that was kind of what that bug in the back of my head and then some of the other stuff we've kind of sent each other too it's like yeah that kind of helped cement it and then be able to put a better idea to it in words that my own brain weren't providing to describe it like hey that's it yeah and sometimes they they point out other benefits that I wasn't fully aware of and then I'm like you know what that's true I do I do feel that too or I totally relate to that yeah yeah so We'll have to check back in and see and see what how the future goes for both of us. Um, it was nice talking to you. I will see you next Tuesday. All righty. Have a lovely one.